0: Welcome to Charlotte Readers Podcast, where authors give voice to their written words. This is the show where we meet Charlotte area authors and those who visit the Queen City and we hear them read their work.
1: Support for Charlotte Readers Podcast is provided by Park Road Books, the oldest and only independent bookstore in Charlotte, conveniently located in Park Road Shopping Center and by Charlotte Mecklenburg Library, a connector of readers, leaders, and learners with 20 locations and a 24-hour online presence. For more information about these book-minded sponsors who help authors give voice to their written words, please visit them online at parkroadbooks.com and cmlibrary.org or drop by the bookstore or any library branch.
0: In today's episode, we meet Brian Baltasiewicz, author of the Podcast Pep Talk and founder and fearless leader of the Queen City Podcast Network, a collection of more than two dozen podcasts produced in and centering around Charlotte. Podcast Pep Talk is a guide full of helpful tips for anyone thinking about getting into the world of podcasting. But it's more than that. In addition to talking about the whys and hows of podcasting, Brian discusses ingredients for success that can be applied to any creative venture.
1: Host Landis Wade is committed to making this podcast worth your time. He's a recovering trial lawyer, award-winning author, book and dog lover, whose laid-back style encourages authors to read and talk about their published and emerging works. These are the stories that touch the emotions, followed by conversations that offer depth and insight into the readings and writing lives of the authors. This show is recorded in the well-equipped
0: podcast studio at Advent Coworking right here in the Belmont community near Uptown Charlotte. You can find links and information about this episode in the show notes at our website, charlottereaderspodcast.com. But enough with the prologue. Let's get to the stories. I'm your host, Landis Wade. Thank you for listening. We start the show with Brian reading from the section of the book entitled, Brian's Golden Rule of Podcasting.
2: I keep saying there are no rules, and in most ways there aren't. Having said that, I have one rule. Brian's golden rule of podcasting. Above all else, no matter what it takes, come H-E double hockey sticks or high water, over and above everything else going on in your life, be there when you say you are going to be there. What I mean by that is, if you tell your audience there's a new show every Friday at noon, then there had better be a new show every Friday at noon. Your audience will be loyal to you, but they're easily distracted, fickle, and they'll bail on you quickly if you let them down. So don't let them down. That doesn't mean you can't take a week off. All right, actually, it does mean you can't take a week off. But you don't necessarily have to produce a brand new show every week. If you go on vacation, you're allowed, have a best of show put together. Assemble your greatest hits or get someone you know and trust to guest host. Or even better, record shows in advance and have enough in the can where you can afford to skip town for a while. But be prepared to spend a few minutes of your vacation each day to either upload your new show or promote it on social media. This is where apps like Buffer and Hootsuite that allow you to schedule social media in advance can really work in your favor. This podcast is part of your life now. And if you want success, however you define it, this is what it takes embrace it. Clutch Brian's golden rule of podcasting to your bosom. Live by it, it won't let you down.
0: Brian Bottasiewicz is an Emmy-nominated writer, producer, director who spent 28 years in broadcast television before developing and launching the Queen City Podcast Network in Charlotte in March of 2018. In his book, The Podcast Pep Talk, published in 2016, he says that he came to the realization that podcasting was the next thing, the next logical step. And so was his network, a collection of more than two dozen shows produced in the Queen City. Brian's network includes a variety of shows about comedy, news, food, creativity, health, branding, theater, business, co-working, nonprofits, fashion, failure, actors, and more. Even authors, as evidenced by the fact that Charlotte Reed's podcast is in the network. Quincy Podcast Network is regarded as the first hyper-local podcast network in the country. Now, Brian's been producing audio content on the internet since 2001 and has produced podcasts for the Sporting News and National Pro Fast Pitch Professional Women's Softball. His book, The Podcast Pep Talk, has a wealth of information for the would-be podcaster, but also reveals some of his own story and his passion for this relatively young medium for communicating ideas to the world. Originally from the Detroit, Michigan area, Brian and his wife Tara lived in Tucson, Arizona, before moving to Charlotte in 2010.
1: Charlotte Readers Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Powered by Ortho Carolina. For more information, go to Queen City Podcast dot com.
0: Brian, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Lendis. I'm I'm uh, happy to be on uh, Charlotte's best podcast. Yeah, awesome. oh, I will. <laughs>
0: <Thanks>. <laughs> on on the Queen City Podcast Honestly, Network. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So um have you ever done a podcast before? I mean, are you nervous? Are you, I mean, are I'm you, a little, it, yeah, yeah. it is a little bit
2: weird to be sitting over here. I know, I know you're um, not. It, it's yeah, I'll watching, be all right.
0: You're watching me touch the board over here and you're saying, don't, don't touch that. Don't, don't touch that. Leave that alone. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> exactly. That's what's weird. Just don't That's... bang them on the table, Brian. Okay, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> You should know that after all these years. So this is going to be kind of a podcasting uh evangelist hour, you know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of evil, as long as I trust in the Lord and have my podcast app, my phone's fully charged, I will fear no evil, right? That's exactly it. Exactly. Exactly it. But uh, you you talked about in the book that we're going to feature today, the podcast Pep Talk, you use this term that I hadn't seen before, internet broadcaster. Yeah. That Was that before we knew anything about Podcast.
2: Yeah the internet and broadcaster was was a term that was coined a few years ago um, by the uh, the gentleman whose name escapes me now but he was the editor for Radio Inc online and um, you know they had really kind of developed for um, radio professionals who, who were getting into podcasting They had coined the sort of uh, internet broadcaster. Um, phrase to probably, I think, you know, to separate people who were on the radio from what at the time they probably considered to to be amateur uh, podcasters. Hmm. So I was writing uh, some columns for Radio Inc. Online at the time about um, podcasting. And one of the approaches that they wanted me to take was, was, um, you know, can you refer to radio people as internet broadcasters instead (laughs) of podcasters? And so I kind of kept with that in the book yeah. I think if I had to revisit the book which I should probably do uh, uh, I would probably change that internet broadcasting line because it just hasn't stuck yeah yeah it's
0: something different now but uh, alright well let's talk about you You're na- you now call Charlotte home right yes mm-hmm. right and you went, you got here by way of I think you started in Detroit went to Tucson so you look kind of like Goldilocks it was too cold then it was too hot <laughs> yeah exactly way too cold way too cold and then way too hot that, And is it just right and now and then just right <laughs> okay. absolutely alright so I'm guessing that there was some humor in the early days of internet broadcasting. You told me some story about dangling wires in the fall of 2001 when you are trying to... So you're just kind of hooking things up right and left. And that's a period of sort of probably... It was a dystopian world before iPhones and yeah. <laughs> podcasts and and, and you had,
2: uh, desktop speakers did, or uh, <laughs> uh, desktop computers didn't have speakers. Yeah. And you mostly,
0: had that yeah. dial up where it went, eh, you know, for about 30 seconds before you got a connection. Yeah. Um, you also did some play by play, right?
2: Yep. Uh, college hockey on the radio and uh professional women's softball. Yeah.
0: You never made any mistakes. Oh no, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: there's, there is a <laughs> litany of mistakes. Um, uh, particularly in the college hockey days you know there was no we didn't have any spotters or anything we barely knew anything about the um, opposing teams you didn't even know
0: what hockey was did you? barely well no from detroit you've got <laughs> yeah. to it's part of the deal they right, give you right. you know
2: your birth certificate and a pair of skates i got you but you you uh, uh, um the um, opposing teams um you know sometimes we wouldn't get rosters for the players you know so we'd have to go chase the coach down and try to get lineups of the yeah. opposing teams or sometimes the other lineups that you did get would be in alphabetical order not numerical order so you <laughs> you'd be scrambling the whole day it, it was just uh every every weekend was a an adventure
0: all right so um i was trying to think of an analogy for podcasting um i know how hard you work when you talk about that in just a second but you know I guess it's kind of like it could be kind of like having an affair. Not that I've had an affair, but <laughs> by analogy, you do it at sort of odd hours, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something extra in your life. Mm-hmm. You're having to spend extra money to do it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, nobody knows what you're up to. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> until you get caught, right? right. <laughs> but alert. There is a day job, right? I mean, there's a day job that comes into this, and you've got a day job.
2: Yeah, I actually kind of um, I consider myself. Uh, to have actually two day jobs, so okay. uh, and and uh, on various days they they take like one job is day job A and the other one is day job B. Yeah. It just kind of depends which one's on fire at <laughs> on any given time. But I I uh, am managing the curriculum at the uh, Carolina School of Broadcasting. Uh, and that's the oldest, Charlotte.
0: oldest in the country. You said the
2: oldest accredited standalone broadcasting school in the country. It's been around for sixty-two years, mm. and um, you know we're working on uh, developing the curriculum, taking it kind of from a broadcast-heavy curriculum now to a digital media curriculum. Mm. Um, you know, so that takes up a lot of my time. And then the other full-time job then of course is running the network and managing the 25 podcasts on the network. Yeah.
0: We're going to talk about the network in just a second before we do that. I, you know, podcasting also comes with a lot of obstacles. You know, there are a lot yeah. of things that get in the way and a lot of things you can make mistakes and you've had some obstacles in your life. And I, I'm just getting to this because you know, who picks this as a career yeah. if as a child they grow up and they stutter, yeah. right? And you've had that, uh, you know, as a child, you started, you still mm-hmm. work with that. Uh, so why podcasting? Why do you choose that? It,
2: it, it, looking back now, I realize that uh, I grew up I'm very much infatuated with radio. And, um, you know, listen listened to um, the um, Detroit Tigers I'm on the radio. I would, would rather have listened to the Tigers on the radio than watch them on TV or even mm-hmm. probably really go to a game, if I'm being honest. And I lived about 20 minutes from Tiger Stadium. So, That's because
0: the announcers can make it sound so much better on the radio.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, um, Ernie Harwell, yeah. you know. Uh, um, I mean, one of the best, you know, play-by-play yeah. announcers in the history of the game. And yeah. it, it just, um, you know, listening to him call a game um, it was um, absolute magic, you know. And mm-hmm. so you would just, you know, you would live for those uh, um, summer nights, uh, um, you know, falling asleep to his voice on the radio if uh, the Tigers were on the West Coast. Um, you know, you go to bed at ten thirty. The game's just starting.
0: Yeah, but you you really sort of had to face your fears here a little bit, right? Because you mm-hmm. do a lot of speaking. I mean, I know you did a lot of yeah. behind the scenes and the broadcast, but you also stepped out front with all the play by play and the different things you do. Yeah. Were you kind of facing your fears and and doing and dealing with this?
2: One hundred percent. yeah. So, growing up, I really couldn't. Uh, I had a um, a severe stutter. I I I I really could not put. Uh, two words together without mm. stopping and it um it reached the point where it just kind of stopped talking for a little while and i went to a therapist and everything and kind of got a little bit more comfortable with um you know with my stutter and with who i was um but all i ever wanted to do was work in broadcast you know and uh work in radio and i started as i got older i started to realize that there's no one on the radio right now who does that who who stutters you know so what am i going to do
0: well, true, but you didn't just stop there. I mean, mm. you also do stand-up comedy, yeah. right? Yeah. So.
2: <laughs> and that was really what um, you know. My goal in doing I mean, doing up um, I got through college. Um, I got a job as a news producer in um, television.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm guiding the expert my, here not to pound know, right? his hands on the table. You know, but I, can't, I This to... guy's only done it for 40 years. And I'm <laughs> saying, hey, Brian, keep your damn hands off the table. You know. <laughs> so. so
2: I. I. I, I uh, I got a job in in broadcast on television um, as a news producer and I knew that you know I needed to get past my stutter um, you know somehow and so what uh, you know what would be the best way for me to do that and I thought well I'm just gonna do something that. <laughs> is the exact opposite of what you know. You might well, expect get up someone, in front of but, people and talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, and deliver jokes that I wrote myself. Yeah, and uh, hope that i um, hope that people laugh. And so I did it in a uh, competition. You made fun uh, of
0: yourself in the process, right?
2: Th- th- the first uh, couple minutes of my show were all about yeah, uh, um, you know, letting the audience know what I needed to let them know about it, and um, you know, letting them know that uh, if I can find humor in it. Right. It's okay if they find humor in it, yeah. and um, I mean, literally, you know, went up on stage. Um, it was a six-minute set. I spent probably the first, um, you know, two minutes uh, the, talking about you know the stutter and and, and some um, material around that, and 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 um, and then the next uh, um, four minutes uh, going to, 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 um, to different places and talking mm. about yeah. actual. Uh, Comedic material, and the audience went with me, and I got laughs where I was supposed to get laughs, and and it literally, I, 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 um, I've I've said it before that that um, um, it was a six minute set, and I. I came off the stage a completely different person.
0: That's awesome, and you—I you, think you kind of said you didn't have to prepare much material because it was going to take you a while to get it, get it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the,
2: the, um, it's a joke that I still use actually when I do go up is that uh, um, I um, I can spin the um, I can spin my stutter uh, 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 um, to my benefit because it's a um, it's a six minute set, <laughs> and I only have to write about thirty seconds of material. That's so.
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, circling back for a moment to the opening read, uh, the theme of which was being there uh, when you say you're going to be there. You say you got there. Are not many rules in podcasting, but there is a golden rule, and you have to be there when you're going to say you're going to yeah. be there. Um, and so, my sort of question is, uh, with two dozen podcasts to manage and your other day job, how are you ever there when you say you're going to be there?
2: Uh, it's tough. Um, I have to. Uh, uh, um, I've got a a. Um, a difficult schedule to manage. And the thing is, I, I, I've i stopped, um, you know, when people ask um, uh, how I'm doing, I've stopped saying like, oh gosh, I'm so busy. Because right. we're all busy. We're all plugged <laughs> exactly. in 24-7. Exactly. We've but you're, all got but you're busy
0: doing out. something you enjoy doing. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't,
2: uh, 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 my work at the school and my work at the, at the network and the freelance and video and work that I do, it never, ever feels like work. I mean, even at um, two o'clock in the morning, it's not, um, it, I never like at two in the morning, would I rather be sleeping? Probably. But it never feels like, you know, oh crap, I have to do this thing. Um, it's always, it's things I get to do as opposed to, um, you know, to things that I have to do. And the fact that, you know, that I've been able to yeah. spin this into, into something that, um, I love to do and I can make a little bit of money to It's just, is just bonus.
0: Well, until one of your audio guys, Michael told me two or three buttons to push to reduce my editing time from four hours to an hour (laughs) and a half. It felt like work. (laughs) Now it feels less like work, but, (laughs) but that was, that was, you learn these things along the way, right? So, uh,
2: never, ever stop learning.
0: So why the, the rule itself is good for any, you know, profession that you're in, any business that you're in, you know, do what you're going to say you're going to do, but why so in podcasting? Why so in this medium?
2: Well, because your audience has a very, very short um, attention span. The average human attention span now is like eight seconds. Um, a goldfish's so, <laughs> attention span is like seven seconds. So we're encroaching on goldfish territory. You
0: can't right? even do the lead in eight seconds. No, right? you can't. And,
2: yeah. and, and uh, if your audience um, expects to find your podcast there when they wake up on Thursday mornings, then th- you've got to have some sort of fresh content there when they wake up on Thursday morning because mm-hmm. they will check out on you in a, in a
0: heartbeat about that okay well you have been there you've been there originally with uh, uh, some shows to start out the network but before we talk about those shows and what you're doing you had a chapter in this book written in 2016 Mm -hmm. It's toward the end of the book is then I'm reading it as I know you now from this past year and I'm reading it and there's a guy in this writing this book and he's saying you know I really love the idea of a network you know my favorite podcasters are all part of networks and I, he said, I love this idea. And I'm thinking, well, that's what you did. So, yeah. I mean, did, did you actually write, foreshadow your own uh, project here? No, I I had launched a network
2: in the, in the late uh, um, 2000s called um, Radio Exiles. And that was a bunch of my uh, professional radio friends uh, who had lost their jobs when um, Clear Channel uh, th- and purged a bunch of talent about, I think, 2006 or so. Um, and so I had run a network before and I kind of had an idea of what a a network would be like. And I was trying to figure out what my next network would look like. Um, and then it was shortly after I wrote the book that I, I started thinking about, you know, everybody who launches a podcast wants to be global. They all want to be, they all want to be NPR. They all want to be Mark. Everybody wants a bajillion (laughs) listeners. Yeah. Um, but what if there was something in place that would would fill the void that was left when commercial terrestrial radio kind of turned its back on local? And uh, that was really kind of, um, you know, what I started thinking of. And then, uh, so two years after I wrote the book in 2018 um, was when we kind of started to experiment with the idea of a, of a local network.
0: Yeah, and when I was, uh, you know, when this podcast of charlotte's podcast it was just a glimmer in my eye while i'm still slaving at the law firm i actually looked up net, you know podcasts mm-hmm. in charlotte and i ran across yours it only had like three or four five shows at the time you yep. started with uh like, I think Comedy Zone was first. That's the yep. one that you do. Yep, I was already involved and, with that and one. Yep. So who are some of the other originals?
2: Um, well, there were two. Originally on the network, there were five. Okay. So uh, the Comedy Zone, right. which I was already part of at the time. We'd been doing it for – it was 2018. So we'd been doing it for about three years. Uh, the um, Yelp uh, Charlotte podcast with uh, my friend uh, Nikki Wolf. I was already involved with that one. I was producing right. that one as well. So I was already involved in two of the five. Okay. Um, I reached out to, uh, Miller and John at the Charlotte podcast and they said yep. yes right away. Yep. <laughs> there, uh, Miller said, do I have to do anything? I said, not really. He said, all right, we're in. <laughs> so that was easy.
0: He, he's, they're the ones that have that jingle at the beginning. Well, let's just do a podcast. Yeah. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> like what the hell? Let, yeah. Let's just, you
2: know. About every week or so, I actually wake up with that jingle in my head. It's very yeah. strange.
0: Let's do a podcast. Okay. <laughs> and there it is again. Yeah.
2: Uh, so, uh, let's see, comedy zone, Yelp, uh, the Charlotte podcast, um, Cheer Charlotte Radio. Uh, mm-hmm. A bunch of guys talking about beer, yeah. and uh, every you know every other day there's a new brewery in Charlotte, so they've got yeah. plenty of uh, stuff to talk about. And then I reached out to Ryan Pitkin, who at the time was at uh, Creative Loafing, and he right. was doing a uh, local music podcast called Local Vibes.
0: Okay, now now Queen City, nerve no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So uh, um, you know those were the original five, and. The um idea behind it originally was just that all the podcasts would cross promote each other. So we do these little drops at the beginning that right. says, Yeah, hey, the podcast is part of the Queen City Podcast yep. Yep. Network, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, then they, they'll hear that in this show <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> and then uh the shows would just kind of cross promote each other. So one yeah. show would talk about the other, then next week they would talk about somebody else yeah. and everybody cross promoted. And yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah. And right. everybody's numbers spiked.
0: That's good. So and then since then, uh you've added more that you're producing yourself, mm-hmm. but you've also added some independent podcasts like yeah. Charlotte Roots Podcast, yep. and you're—I assume you're looking for variety, right? You want to give a lot of a lot of choices to people. You've got news, you, you've got weather, you got comedy, yeah, you got every—you yeah. you got everything. So it's kind of like yeah. uh, you—you've built this sort of all this content that people can kind of go to. Yes, it's great. So, all right, let's talk about the why of podcasting for a minute. Sure. Know, we know about these twenty six podcasts and they're out there already doing it. But, uh, but why should anybody do this? I mean, what, what, why? Yeah. I think
2: if you've got something to say, you absolutely should do it. And there's nothing preventing you it, the beautiful thing about a podcast is that you know, you don't need a network behind you. You don't need a radio station, you don't right. need a producer, you don't need anybody to throw a bunch of are money you, at you. Are you
0: gonna give us that space that all you need is an audio recorder and an ability to talk to do a podcast? You really do. Yeah. yeah. And until you yeah. have to do all the other hundred things.
2: <laughs> well, sure, there's a bunch <laughs> of other stuff you have to do too. But I mean honestly, as yeah. evidenced by myself, you don't even necessarily need the ability to talk. So <laughs> I mean, you really only <laughs> only need to have a microphone, and yeah. and but uh, uh, absolutely, there's you know a whole bunch of stuff um, right. you know that you have to do afterwards. So, doing the show, I always say, doing yeah. the show is the easy part.
0: What I think what you're saying is that you, you, there's no gatekeeper, right? You, right? you don't have to get permission right. to do this, and uh, everybody is qualified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, everybody's voice. It might not sound to them like a voice that would be appealing, but everybody's got a voice, right? And a story. And a story yeah. to tell. Yeah. yeah. And so there is, there is no gatekeeper, but once you open the gate and come in that's not really there, there is some stuff to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I mean, there's... It producing the show is almost easy part, you know? So then there's the relentless self promotion and the education that you're out there and you have to keep reaching out. It's almost like, um, you know, being involved in Amway or something (laughs) where you're, you know, you're constantly telling your friends and neighbors about, Hey, you know, Hey, I have a podcast.
0: So somebody might say, well, you know, there's all these, there's millions of podcasts out there and there's so many on this thing that I might want to talk about, but is it true that as long as you bring something a little bit different or you, you can create your own niche within a larger universe,
2: I think so. Yeah, it, 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 the thing because people always ask me like, you know, well, why should I do a podcast? Who's going to listen to me? What do I have to say that's uh, that's i different? Uh, and the thing that you have is your own um, perspective on things, your own, um, you know, your own vision, um, you know, your personality. You know, yes, there's seven hundred fifty thousand podcasts on Apple Podcasts right now, but how many of them have you in it? Right so that's one you know so that alone makes you unique as long as you as long as you come to it from a place of authenticity and from a place of honesty um and don't try to be something that you know you, um, you know that you're not. You know, don't you know? Launch a podcast and try to be Joe Rogan. We've already got a Joe Rogan. Right, right. <laughs> it, it, um, you know, so be yourself, and that alone will set you aside from the other three quarters of a million podcasts it, that, are, that and exist. And there are all Apple.
0: kind of ways to do podcasts on 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 particular topics. I mean, look, how I do this podcast on on authors is totally mm. different than how somebody else yeah. might might do it. And you know, it is good to do some research ahead of time, right? To find out, you know, if anybody in your area is doing something, you know, of this type, right. and before you get started. And that was one of the things I found when I looked into it. You know, there were radio shows that would occasionally interview an author. There were some podcasts around the Carolinas that would uh maybe have somebody on but just talk about writing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't find one where people were actually reading their work and then right. talking about their work and then going further. And then yeah, so and I like to have a little humor with it too, so yeah. that's part of it. Um so yeah, so finding your niche is important, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. You found a way to you know to take this uh, platform and you know to take this format and to make it your own in a way that was interesting to you in a way that you find interesting. Right. And it th- as long as you find it interesting and you can continue to produce a show that you're interested in and that you're passionate about, you will find other people who are who are interested in what you have to say and who are passionate th- about the same thing.
0: and that that is so uh, true for writing as well. I've had a number of authors on the show talk about uh why they wrote what they wrote they were really excited about it they're really passionate about it and one author said well you know if i can't get excited about it why should anybody else get excited (laughs) about reading it so if you can't get excited which leads us into sort of the process of production and you've got a little short read here on uh uh producing a podcast and uh, involves a few steps uh We're not going to get into nitty-gritty details about this, but I think this is sort of important if anybody's thinking about uh, this part of it. So if you could read that for us.
2: There are three steps to the production process. Pre-production, production, production, and post-production. Seems simple enough, right? Every production, whether it's a minor YouTube video or the most complicated and expensive Hollywood blockbuster, goes through this process in one form or another. Once you make the decision to move forward on something, it just automatically kicks into motion, either formally or informally. When I'm teaching my students about the production process, I'm always painfully honest with them about just how this process works. It's long. It's filled with details and some elements you never even think would be relevant until you get there and realize you can't move forward without it. Pre-production. Early in my education in broadcasting, someone, I can't even remember who now, taught us about the seven P's. What it lacks in subtlety, it makes up for in truth. Pre-production process prevents piss-poor product. The pre-production process, in particular, can be tedious, filled with details, and at one point, somewhere in the middle, it will seem insurmountable, and you will feel overwhelmed and defeated, and you'll want to abandon the project entirely. This happens, without fail, every time. The pre-production process is the worst part of the process, and it's the least fun. Because the gods of production have a sense of humor, it's also the most important. Doing the hard work here will set the stage for success as you move forward. Having this part of the process buttoned up will allow you to be open to changes later and give you the, and give you the opportunity to take advantage of surprises as they come along. And that, my friends, is where the real magic happens, when you least expect it. If you're bogged down in the unexpected because you cut corners in, in pre-production, you're going to miss the magic. It's just the way it is. Learn to embrace it, or at least tolerate it. Pre-production is your friend. You're abusive, jerk, high-maintenance friend, but your friend nonetheless.
0: <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm guessing Brian doesn't like pre-production.
2: <laughs> I actually do like it because I, I realize the importance of it. Yeah. But every single project um, without fail, there's a moment in the middle where I just... I just want to <laughs> absolutely just chuck it all and just run away from the project. Yeah, but, now you're you're
0: are you are are you talking about preparation for the event, but also some technical preparation as well. And, yeah, and, and, uh, um,
2: you know, uh, uh, um, how am I going to record this? Um, you know, what does the show look like? What's the structure of the show? Where's the music going to come from? And are there um sound effects? Is it scripted or unscripted? Um, you know, who's going to be involved? Who's going to produce? Who are the guests mm-hmm. going to be there? Um. It, there's a million um little um details and then as you um, extrapolate um, you know that out depending on the size of the, the of the um, project the more involved the project is the more details there are and the more um, the more people involved, I mean, you know, you can get down to like, well, what are we going to eat? You know, are we are we traveling? How are we going to get there? What do we need to?
0: Well, the know? nice thing is, if you're doing it yourself, like I am, I know what I'm going to do each time when I prepare pre-production, right? So I know where what's going where and that kind of thing. But there is a preparation process that goes yeah. into it uh, yeah. as well. Fortunately, authors are giving me good books to read, so that part yeah. of the process is not not unenjoyable. Yeah. So, but you read the books and you do your right, homework yeah. and you do, do research, yeah. and that's yeah. all part of this. If it you it, and um, if I didn't do it. Uh, like for your situation, I yeah. read your book. We went, mm-hmm. we did a little preparation. If you're going to do pre-prep like you and I did, go to Catawba Brewing and have a beer when you do it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah try, that try was a make, great place to have it. Yeah, that was <laughs> try to Try to make that fun. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we're not going to get into the nitty-gritty of equipment. you got an appendix in the book which has suggestions for different types of equipment mm-hmm. uh, to buy. And, I, and I'm guessing that since that was three years ago, the, there's probably some updates there too. The, the, yeah, you, there's you know, some new pieces of equipment. Yeah. Um, it's always evolving. It, it,
2: yeah. it, it, but, um, do your homework um yeah. and you know you don't have to invest you know a whole lot of money. you don't have to have a uh you know tens of thousands of dollars um uh, st- invested in a studio to you know make it sound good, but you have to make it sound good. people will not tolerate bad audio so I
0: don't screw this, one up then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you do need a couple of things. you need a digital recorder, which I've got hooked up right now, the zoom h mm-hmm. five and it's into this mixer here in the advent coworking studio. I don't know what kind it is, but I've been hooked into it for about a year and a half. So yeah, uh, I got it's a, that. I want to say it's a Mackey, isn't it? it it's a Mackey. Uh, looking I at it, yeah. can't see from can't here. Can't see from uh, here. Yeah, I'm not paying attention to that thing. Right? <laughs> uh, so you should be on Apple Podcasts, right? Because that's the that's the behemoth that controls everything. Yeah, yeah. it's
2: uh, it's a necessary evil. You know, a mm-hmm. uh, um, Apple Podcast is clunky, and uh, it's difficult to find a thing you're looking for. But, uh, 90, like 93% of our traffic at the network comes from Apple podcasts. Yeah. So as much that's, as I would rather l- l- live without it, you can't. to I'm do find- it.
0: I'm trying to find out who the three people are in India that are listening to my podcast though, because they give you statistics, you know, yeah. <laughs> I can't figure it out. You know, there's a couple in New Zealand. There's one, you know, but anyway, that's great. I'm, I'm glad they like the Charlotte area authors here. Um, you got to have a hosting company, right? Because you've got yep. the audio files. They're going to upload it there. Yep. Uh, and you got to have some editing software, right? Mm-hmm. What do you use? What?
2: Um, we edit on um, um, Adobe Premiere, okay. which is uh, the, kind of the industry standard, um, or yeah. getting to be kind of the industry standard. It's it's a higher-end um, editing software. Um, a lot of the pros use it. But.
0: Yeah. And you've heard which one I use. I've told you about this. H- Hindenburg. H- Hindenburg. Yes. Hindenburg. If there were, there's one that's going to crash, right? <laughs> that's right. The, the but you know awfully what? You know, Yeah, like that blunt that, uh, that went down. No, but it's actually pretty <laughs> intuitive. Journalists use it, and so I found it. Yeah. Be good. All right. By the way, what is the right length of a podcast? Uh,
2: it, it, a lot of people seem to think it's between 30 and 45 minutes. Okay. Um, you know, for me, it's as long as you can keep it interesting. You know, uh, um, you know, don't go on for two hours, but, uh, if you need, you know, 50 minutes or an hour or whatever, you know, don't worry, you know, quite so much about uh, I'm about that. But generally speaking, people seem to believe 30 to 45 minutes.
0: Yeah. And I've heard, uh, you know, everybody looks this up, right? You go on the answer to everything, Google and Wikipedia or whatever, but they say commute times. Well, they're different in different places, right? It could be 25 minutes here in Charlotte. Or longer. Yeah, it takes me if an hour to get to the school. Right. Yeah. If you're, so an hour. Yeah. So you say so yeah. my per- podcast is perfect for you, Brian. Yeah. It, yeah. Absolutely. Hour long. Yeah. But uh, I, I did hear that uh, the time you know when it's too long is when it gets boring. Right. You know. But yeah. if it's not boring for an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes, and you're really engaged with it, mm-hmm. then that's right. But in light of that, because we don't know for sure scientifically, uh, we're going to be doing something the Charlotte's podcast next year, 2020 launching the Under the Covers episode of Charlotte Rear's podcast. It's gonna be about 15 to 20 minutes. And you're gonna hear about that in this little clip. And when we come back, Brian and I are going to uh, talk about some things to be aware of and beware of in podcasting. We're gonna have another couple of reads. We're gonna do the writer's segment life here, the writer's life. And uh, so please stay with us.
1: Landis, I heard a rumor that you wanna do something under the covers?
0: Absolutely, but only on Fridays.
1: Why Fridays? Because
0: that's when we're going to do it. Do what? Get under the covers.
1: I don't understand. With the authors. You're going to get under the covers with your authors? Yeah, only on Fridays.
0: What are you talking about? It's an additional series of episodes of
1: Charlotte Readers Podcast. On Fridays? Yes. Why?
0: More authors, more fun,
1: but a little quicker. But you're under the covers. Absolutely. Hey, could you just do the lead? Sure. On Fridays, you're invited to join us under the covers with host Landis Wade and his author guests on engaging but quick episodes of Charlotte Readers podcast, where we explore what's under the covers of books by local and regional authors. How was that? Perfect. Charlotte Readers podcast and host Landis Wade are grateful to you for listening to this show. If you like the show, please leave a short written review on Apple Podcasts, also known as iTunes, or the podcast platform of your choice, because your review helps authors share their stories with more listeners. Thank you for your support.
0: Hey, listeners, we're back with uh, Brian Baltashevitz, author of the podcast Pep Talk and uh, head guru of the Queen City Podcast Network, uh, Brian A lot of the shows on your network are interview-based shows, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you've got a lot of good, uh, experienced interviewers that uh, have come on there and and done their thing. You've got a little section in your book here about uh, the art of the interview. Could you share that with us? Absolutely.
2: The key to being a good interviewer is as simple as it gets. Listen. Listen to your guests' answers, and don't be afraid to follow up their answers with another question. A lot of interviewers over-prepare and have a list of questions they want to ask, and then just plow through that list without asking follow-ups. Follow-ups are what looking into the eyes of the sun was to Bruce Springsteen. That's where the fun is. Google blinded by the light. Another pro tip. Let the person you are interviewing finish their thought and wait an extra beat before you proceed. Don't be afraid of a little silence. We're wired in situations like this to want to fill every moment with talking, and we get uncomfortable during pauses. This is a potential goldmine. When you let the interview breathe and wait that extra beat, your guest will likely continue his or her thought, and in that extra content, that extra little bit your guest didn't anticipate, they just might say something amazing. I've seen guests admit to embarrassing things, announce projects prematurely, break news, you name it. It happens in that extra space.
0: All right, Brian. So um, I'm listening to you read here about the art of the interview, and I'm thinking if I'm just quiet long enough mm-hmm. and uh, I don't say anything, that you're going to reveal something uh, really embarrassing, and announce some new projects. Yet. Yeah, I used to so, listen so to let me, let me be quiet. Wait, wait. Okay. All right, now.
2: Wait. I used to listen to Culture Club. How about <laughs> so that? it works. It works. That, yeah, it yeah. does work. It works.
0: <laughs> right. Well, you know, this idea of uh, interviewing uh, is something that I thought a lot about coming from the legal world into the podcast studio mm-hmm. uh, because the way lawyers sometimes approach interviews is a lot different than the way podcasters do. But there are some techniques similar in both. If you're um, if you're trying to get uh, people to reveal certain information, you need to let them talk, right, yeah. as opposed to taking up all the space yourself. And, and that's something you're talking about here. You're talking about the fact that, uh, you know, if you have a conversation and you stop, I'm practicing it right now <laughs> right. i'm gonna just stop and see what happens
2: yeah, I think you yeah. it's easy to make the mistake to think that if, no matter who you're interviewing that you know that you're the most interesting person in the room, and the fact is that you know you've invited someone else into the room to be on your podcast, so you know you must think they're interesting, so give them the opportunity you know to talk and 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 uh, make them feel like there's a reason that you invited them there.
0: And and sometimes you need to just help your guests get comfortable, right? Yeah. In yeah. the studio. Because, you know, it's like in the legal world, you know, if you're taking a, a, a client to court, they don't go to court on a regular basis. It's right. your space. It's your domain. Yeah. You're in the podcast studio all the time, but your guests come in, and it's, man, all these microphones. Yeah. He's going to record my voice. You know, people are going to hear me talk. You know, that's kind of thing. You
2: know, let them know, unless you're, it's an aggressive kind of like, uh, you know, expose and you're going to blow the lid off this thing that, you know, that person's been doing, then that's one thing. But let them know that, you know, you're not trying to expose anything. You're not, you know, you're just here to have a conversation. If you feel like you need to stop at some point and uh, go back and gather your thoughts or whatever, uh, um, 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 you know, don't hesitate to pause or start a sentence over again or whatever because we can fix it just let the let the person know that you're on their side
0: Mm. so just to recap a little bit you know do this because you're passionate about it be there when you say you're going to be there have a good time with the interview prepare for it Mm -hmm. get ready for your you know pre-production process Uh, and then when people come up and ask you this question don't get too flustered about it and the question is Hey, how are you making money doing this? Because <laughs> you get that question a lot, right?
2: I get it every day. Yeah. yeah, and 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 you know, the fact is, there's there's no easy answer to it. Um, um, you know, to that question, that the, the, um, there are people who do make money at it. There are people who, um, you know, do it because they love doing it. But if you want to make money at it, you've got to you've got to take it seriously. Uh, right. It's got to become that that. Uh, that, you know, full-time thing that you're doing when you're not doing the other full-time thing.
0: Yeah, and you have a, a chapter in your book where you talk about uh, interviewing John Oliver backstage mm-hmm. at the Comedy Zone before John Oliver became the John Oliver yeah. that we see yeah. today. And he had this uh, podcast, The Bugle, right, mm-hmm. which he was doing. Yeah. And he confided in you about uh, how it was more of a, uh, I guess, a labor of love than it was yeah. anything else. Is that right?
2: Yeah, he He had said, um, at the time, they had just lost their host, so they were being hosted by the Times UK, and the uh, the Times um, UK, who who I assume at the time had been paying them, um, said, you know, we're not going to do the podcast anymore, because John was living in New York, uh, and um, Andy Zaltzman, who was the host, was in London, and so they had this... What uh, John called an unsustainable business model, because John was renting studio <laughs> time in New York and Andy was renting studio <laughs> time in yeah. um, in London, um, and they were recording together, and 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 it was just, you know, unmanageable. So uh, at the time, they had just launched a campaign to try to get some people to uh, contribute money to the uh, podcast, and and and. Uh, he was um, he was blown away that th- th- people were you know engaged enough with their podcast, th- um, you know that they did uh, um, actually um, contribute. Um, he felt that uh, generate adverti- generating advertising uh, for their podcast was not a good idea because of their subject matter, um, which was mostly current events and they would make fun of things and um, it was sort of it was newsish newsish, but it was funny newsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he just felt that um, you know generating the sponsors probably wasn't the best. Uh, he didn't, want, he didn't want to be careful about what he said. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. So, but you know, in fairness here, a lot of times it's not that people want to make a living off podcast and they just want to pay mm. their expenses. I mean, cause there are things you've got to pay for in podcasting, right? You got to buy some equipment, you got studio time, you got to build and maintain a website, mm. audio hosting fees, uh, licensing fees for music and you got to acquire the software and, Oh, and then there's that thing called social media uh, yeah. yeah 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 we're not gonna talk about that today <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> but they're all but but in, in that regard there are all kinds of ways to define success right it's yeah. not just about the, the money making um and, there, and there's something uh we're going to be doing with the podcast this year for charlotte river's podcast coming in 2020 not as a way to you know to help Landis retire, I'm already retired, <laughs> so to speak. Although I've worked more more hours this year, I think than I worked last year as yeah. a lawyer doing the podcast. But you know, to kind of cover the cost. But there's this thing called Patreon. You can generate some support uh, from members. But we're going to give something back on the show. We're going to do some things. Authors uh, who want to do it, they're going to do some uh, presentations, some lectures. We're going to have some behind the scene content. But I think if you do something like that, it's more of a community, right? You're doing something, yeah. and you've seen that model before to where it looks less like you've got your hand out yeah. and you're doing something in return, right?
2: It's almost, it's, it's kind of like that uh, public broadcasting model, right? That's true. You know, yeah. where you contribute, you know, you contribute, we'll give you a tote bag, we'll give you a t-shirt, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, whatever. I but, don't have any tote bags yet to give out, <laughs> but we um, need
0: some Queen City Podcast Network We're working bags. on it. Okay. We are working All on right. it. All
2: right. um, but you give your, you know, your listeners the opportunity to contribute to something they enjoy. Right. And, 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 um, and that does, um, you know, generate a sense of community, you know, because now your you know, your listeners are not only invested emotionally in you know, what you're doing, but now they're invested economically in, um, in I yeah. mean, what you're doing. And if you can get people to do that, that's, that's great. That's
0: true. And, and in fact, I've found that I've already recorded a couple of them for the content. And I found it's also very interesting and engaging to hear about authors describe at length and, from their experience how to do certain things, whether yeah. it's write a mystery or write a yeah. humor book or whatever it may be. I'm going to have somebody talk about uh, marketing. That thing you and I aren't going to talk about today. That's a whole nother subject entirely. All right, but anyway, we, we're here to talk about uh, books. You wrote a book, the mm-hmm. podcast pep talk. We've been, we've been diving into it here. Uh, but you're a podcaster, initially internet broadcaster, before that television. You run this uh, broadcasting school. Why write a book? about podcasting
2: at the time it made sense um (laughs) i think you know um i was i had been doing it for so long and um a lot of friends had come to me and said you know you're you've been i have i have some trouble referring to myself this way but um you know there were some friends in the early days that i was working with and producing shows with back in the early 2000s who Who kept saying to me, you know, you are a pioneer in this in this industry, and I don't, I, I still, it doesn't feel right coming out of my face, it doesn't, uh, but um, I suppose it's accurate, and 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 uh, you know, I'm I'm because you know
0: dangling wires and yeah, exactly doing podcasting before we had iPhones and yeah, yeah, and and
2: and and you know, it it it, it, a lot of people said you know you got to write a book um and tell some of those stories and just tell you know what you've learned and give give advice and um and i struggled struggled with it for a while and then uh, the folks at radio inc asked me to write a column and that you know i suppose kind of emboldened me a little bit to you know well maybe i do have something to say if if i mean radio inc online is Mm. that's the radio industry's you know, uh, one of their publications of record. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe there is something to this. And so I was doing that for a little while. Um, and then I thought, uh, um, well, I I can... Um, my wife was actually just starting to become an author as well. So she was mm-hmm. just starting to do some writing and some online publishing. And I okay. thought, well... Maybe I will... She can re- write it for me. Yeah. Release it. <laughs> yes, I've heard of it. She'll do my homework. Yeah. <laughs> but I I, I, um, I, had all these columns that I had written for Radio Inc. And I thought, well, what if I just took those? Let's see where I am. Mm. Um, you know... The, the compile all the, all those together see what's still relevant and what may need some tweaking. So
0: cut and paste is your friend, right? <laughs> yeah, and I had I already had like 10,000 words. Oh, that's pretty good.
2: And so then I thought, well, if I can get to 16,000, 18,000 words, then I've got yeah. something.
0: So before this, did you ever want to write a book? Had it ever occurred Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah. did. You did. Okay. Yeah, it, uh, um, so, i mean, were you, were you did you grow up around books were you were I did. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um I was a voracious reader. I think um one of the things that happened when my stutter was at its worst, is I listened to a ton of radio, and um, I started writing. Oh, okay. And I think a lot of a lot of the voice that I developed as a writer, I think, came from my inability to speak.
0: Okay, all right. So have you ever introduced yourself as an author?
2: Probably not. Yeah? No, I don't think so. Uh, um, so mm, so <laughs> just hearing you say it even is... It's awkward? Yeah, yeah so, it's weird.
0: I had somebody on uh, Carrie Knowles on the podcast. She said she always goes to, to these writing conferences that she teaches, and she starts out by making everybody stand up and say these words: "I am a writer." Yeah. It's almost like you're you're there and you're gonna hold up your chit and you're saying, I, "Yeah, I, I, I am a writer." Yeah, and and <laughs> you are you are an author, Brian. I it, have published. Still weird. Book. Yeah. So, yeah. what is the first <laughs> thing you usually say to someone when they give you that, you know, age old question? what do you do what do you do i, <laughs>
2: I usually say i'm still figuring it out yeah, yeah uh i'm a i'm a am uh, a content creator hmm. i'm i'm a uh business owner i'm a uh writer producer director um i do always put writing first okay i'm in that yeah. list a so writer producer director um,
0: there is a lot of writing that goes into podcasting, believe it or not. Oh yeah, uh, yeah uh, and you know this. Yeah, yeah. And in
2: in, in um, television as well. I mean, I, I you know writing for news, writing for um, you know writing shows. Uh, 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 um, the favorite I, I've. Uh, brought home a handful of awards and the favorite award I've gotten is one I got for writing and television special. So it's, you know, writing is writing and radio and you know, whatever else it is, but uh, everything, everything starts with the writing.
0: Right. Mm. So, so let's talk process just a second. Um, Were there similarities? And of course I'm, I'm kind of wedging it here. Were there similarities between the writing and podcasting processes? Because I'm thinking pre-production could kind of be like outlining. Yeah. And production could kind of be like writing and post-production is that fun little thing we call editing, right? right? right. Did you did you find a similarity in the in the two?
2: Um I didn't necessarily find it. But I definitely followed the same process. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I, I um, compiled the, the um, radio income columns and figured out kind of where the gaps were, then I went through and figured, you know, I need a chapter here. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to talk about this. You know, I can tell this story. I need to do mm-hmm. this. And then just kind of in the pre-production process just took the pieces mm-hmm. and put them where I thought it flowed the best and where they mm-hmm. made the most sense. Um, you know, but there's definitely, yeah, I, mean, I Anytime you're producing almost any sort of content, you know, there's definitely that process you go through. You may not know it's a, it's the production process, but but it is.
0: Who was your editor? Did you get your wife to look at it?
2: Uh, my wife did look at it, and I looked at it. How had, I had a, how'd that guy. Uh, it, it was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> there was a six week period where we weren't talking to each that's other. Right. No, that's not true. You
0: shouldn't have your your spouse <laughs> be your editor. Right it was like uh, John Grisham. I heard him at a book signing one time, and he said, uh, you know, he he had his wife." you know, read a little section in the car while they're going down the road and he's waiting for her to laugh because this is a really funny section he'd written and she's not laughing. Yeah. And suddenly it turns into an argument, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why don't you like my stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, so what's wrong? What's wrong? Did you, what's yeah. wrong? Well, what uh, did,
2: Yeah uh, um then I had a friend of mine in uh, I'm in Tucson who was there um, you know, at the very beginning of the of this whole magic journey who who uh, read it as well.
0: So what surprised you most about writing a book,
2: I think I think one of the biggest things that surprised me was that I had more depth of experience and knowledge than I gave myself credit for hmm. um, and I think that I think I still run into that i still um, when i if if I allow myself to take a step back and listen to myself in front of a class or um speaking on a podcasting panel at an event if i allow myself to sort of have an out-of-body experience during that Uh, i I, know a lot of stuff yeah (laughs) like there i i i kind of sound like i know what i'm talking about and i'm not used to that i don't have that confidence you know level that um uh, that I suppose that probably most people who get in front of a group of people and who who offer their knowledge to people have i I lack that I lack that well confidence, it doesn't come Gene. across that
0: way because I watched you facilitate and speak at the recent uh, uh, podcast university that yeah. uh, was at uh, at uh, Advent Coworking and you you're writing on the board, you're coming up with ideas you know you're getting the audience engaged. so you're right. you know a lot of information right about this but why put it in just an ebook?
2: Um, I, t- it was just at the time, the easiest, most yeah. inexpensive yeah. <laughs> way to get it out into the world, <laughs> yeah. really. Uh, um, but when you
0: write that second one, you're going to actually have some paper copies. For there you. will be some yeah. paper copies. Yep. Okay. You'll be the first, you'll get the I, first one. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> so, uh, did writing this book help you as a podcaster and a, uh, podcast producer? I think so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it just helped me, um, you know, solidify. A lot of the processes and things that I was just kind of going through because I thought that's how this should be done. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, putting it down, quote unquote, on paper just helped me kind of, um, you know, identify that the way that I kind of feel like things should be done or -hmm. the way that I've been doing things anyway are kind of the way. I'm uh, uh, um, a process that works for me and that then can work for other people. If mm. that makes sense. Um, and
0: a little therapeutic, you get it down on paper. You realize, Hey, this is pretty cool stuff I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah it,
2: it, 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 um, at the time podcasts certainly were not, you know, right. it, it wasn't the cool thing to do. Right, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> <so it's>, Everybody <laughs> wants to do a podcast now, right? Exactly yeah. right.
0: So what, what activities interfered with your writing process?
2: I don't know. Everything, everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Well, you say you don't sleep at all. You get like what four or five hours sleep yeah, now. Yeah, about that. Yeah, because you're producing, editing, teaching. So.
2: Yeah, um, I, I am. I don't. I don't consider myself to have like ADD or anything, but I'm pretty easily distracted, mm. and I would almost always rather be doing anything else other than the thing that I really probably should be doing in that moment. <laughs> um,
0: well, I'll remember this the next time you yeah. record one of my live <laughs> podcasts. You've done three of them. They've turned out okay so, so far, but if I see you looking off exactly. you, out the window or something, I'm going to say, hey, Brian, That's check right. check the audio level." We focus there, you know? on what's <laughs> yeah. happening? Yeah, right here. The board's in front of you right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> right.
2: I, uh, I think that, you know, after 28 years in broadcast television, that uh, I'm so probably deadline-oriented that I – and mean, I know people who say, like – you know, I do my best work at the last minute. Right. I don't necessarily think that's always true, but I definitely feel i I definitely feel motivation by that. By the deadlines, like, yeah. Like, hey, this needs to be done by six o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so I'm not going to start it until noon tomorrow, but you know, right. you'll have it by six o'clock tomorrow. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> Whether yeah. it's my best work or not, I, that remains to be seen.
0: Uh, any advice uh, you could give to someone who is an expert in a particular field who's going to sort of write, uh, you know, a little. Could be a small book, could be mm-hmm. a large book, whatever. Uh, thoughts on that?
2: I think you, if you consider yourself to be an expert in a thing, uh, writing about it is easier than you anticipate it will be. It's not easy, uh, but it's not insurmountable. Uh, and because it doesn't have to be, you know, the great American novel, you know, right. you can write a sixteen thousand word book and still have it be, you know, fairly significantly mm-hmm. sized and and. Mm-hmm. and and... Bit, big font, make it stretch. Yeah, <laughs> <a> triple spaced. <laughs> exactly. Uh, lots of illustrations. But 16,000 words, it sounds like a lot, but it's not...
0: No, no, that's, uh, that's probably half a novella, typically. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah,
2: and you write a couple thousand words a day, then in eight days you've got a 16,000-word book. Yeah. You know.
0: So... Um, podcasting changes quickly will there be a second edition of the podcast pep talk i would imagine yeah yeah we're not gonna set any deadlines for that though no not (laughs) yet that's because you got a big year coming up this will be uh you you've been the network for about a year and a half now is that uh
2: the networks the networks existed for two years uh but already but this will be year two with uh ortho carolina as the as the title sponsor
0: okay and year two with a large contingent of podcast mm-hmm. in the network, right? Because yeah. you're, you really scaled up pretty quickly. Yeah,
2: Very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And we're looking at, you know, adding a couple of new uh, strategic partners in 2020 that I think will, are really kind of going to take us to the next level. So where year one was kind of about, you know, let's see what happens. Let's get our feet under us. Let's, let's scale it up a little bit. Let's, you know, establish a few strategic partnerships. I think, um, you know, year two is really going to be about uh, um, kicking into high gear, um, establishing some more partnerships, and then just um, raising awareness that, you know, we're out here, here's how you listen to us, here's where you find us. Um, And really kind of, frankly, you know, taking a run at at local terrestrial radio and saying, um, if you want to listen to what's going on in your town, uh, terrestrial commercial radio has left you behind, here's where. You know, here's where you can catch up with what's going on.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna um, we got a final read here before we finish up now. But uh, you can find out more about the Queen City Podcast Network at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. dot com. Got that right? That's Eric? correct. You've got descriptions of all the the podcasts there, yep. information about how to get in touch with people. You can actually listen to the most recent episode for each of these podcasts yes. at that location as well. So that's great. All right, we got uh, we got a little final read here, Brian. This is sort of where you give us our uh, motivational speech, sort of, uh, yeah. <laughs> to go forward. Uh, it's, it's in the afterword of the book, so uh, you can pick it up and whenever you're ready.
2: Well, there you go. I promised no BS, and I think I delivered. A venture like this is at the same time as frustrating as it gets and as rewarding as it gets. Some people get it, some don't. Leave the ones that don't behind. They'll catch up, but right now, with everything you've got to do, they're not worth your time. I firmly believe podcasting, almost more than any other medium, is for everybody. There are no limits to what you can do or say or the ideas that you can pitch and the things that you can set free into the universe. The only thing holding you back now is you. Get out there. Take a leap. You might not be successful in monetary terms, but you know what? Who cares? Will you have fun? Absolutely. Will you meet new like-minded people? Yep. Will you learn something about yourself? For sure. Will others, either by the dozens or by the thousands, learn about you? Unquestionably. There's not much I would change about my experience with internet broadcasting. And the really good news? I think the best days are still to come. You're getting on board just in time.
0: So, Brian, this is a, uh, it's a good message. Uh, it could really apply to writing as well. Don't uh, don't get caught up in what other people are saying. You've got yeah. your own voice. Tell your own story, right? Um, but uh, podcasting is a medium that, you know, with a limited investment to start, yeah. you can kind of try it out. And if, if you if you enjoy doing it, it doesn't matter, right?
2: <laughs> right. I think we, you know, we get caught up in whether you're writing or... Uh,
0: uh, or how many downloads you got or... Right. Yeah.
2: We get all all caught up in numbers and who's going to listen and will they like it and all yeah. that stuff. Don't worry about it. People, yeah. somebody out there needs to hear what you've got to say. Yeah. And... Uh, there's no better time than, you know, the present to make a thing and create d- 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 something like this and build your own, you know, build your own little umpire. Umpire. empire,
0: empire, empire, <laughs> empire, build your own little <laughs> empire, you know,
2: because yeah. it, 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 I, I, it, someone out there, whether you're talking about baseball or writing or current events or news or whatever, you know, something out there needs to hear what you've got to say. Mm-hmm. They want to hear um you know, your take. And it's not just, uh, podcasters listening to podcasters. It's, mm. it's, <laughs> there are plenty of people out there who are, who are consuming podcasts who have zero interest in a podcast of their own.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's true. And sometimes podcasters don't even listen to podcasts, but I've I started, <laughs> I've started to listen to a lot of podcasts now yeah. and I really enjoy uh, doing that. A couple of things that are coming up in 2020 for the Queen City Podcast Network. I know you've, uh, Got an arrangement uh, with Coco and the Director. Could you talk about that?
2: Yeah, uh, the first Monday of every month, um, we will be recording a, uh, a live episode of um, one of the network's uh, podcasts at uh, Coco and the Director, which is, which is in the Marriott at uh, Trade and Tryon in Uptown. Um, so that's, uh, that's the first Monday of every month, and we're still working on the on the schedule for 2020. But um, even that, I mean, you know. Uh, it's only twelve per year, and yeah. so it's going to take two years for us to rotate through the that's true. entire and, network and, as it stands. And, right and now. that's
0: a great uh, setting. We did um, the Shout Festival yeah. last year, and I was able to do one of the live podcasts with yeah. Kathy Izzard about her book, The Hundred Story Home. And it was a nice setting. You know, you have people there. You got you got some ambient noise in the background yeah, there with great. people making coffee and stuff. But yeah. they're all sitting there engaged, so it's a, it's a nice way to you know see how the Sausages made, so to speak. Exactly.
2: Know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the food is great. The coffee is really yeah. good. The yeah. folks are friendly. Uh, it's a really, really, really cool mm. place to watch uh, something like this happen.
0: And I alluded to this earlier. Um, we did a one-day thing here at Advent Co-working, mm-hmm. that you and uh, Advent Co-working sponsored the podcast university. Is there going to be more of that, perhaps, in 2020?
2: There is. Yeah, we're looking at. Uh, um, you know, we kind of just did like a one-day sort of overview. Um, a a couple weeks ago here and in 2020 we're going to do some more sort of deep dives into things like editing and and uh, you know booking guests and some things that uh, will where we take one topic and maybe spend one or two days talking about that one uh, Mm. specific topic so yeah there's Mm. definitely um, we've uh, you know discovered that there's an appetite um, for that kind of instruction and 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 we're we're looking to feed some people so yeah that's
0: great (laughs) and you're and you're adding shows and I'm adding shows, and it's like, uh, okay, all these good ideas, but not enough time, right? No, there is not <laughs> enough time in the week. Well, that's because yeah. there are too many great authors out there in the Charlotte area and beyond. Uh, we're kind of centrally located in the North and South Carolina area here with a lot of great authors that go in both directions. Uh, and I just said, you know, look, I, there are too many people I want to have on this show, and yeah. so we're going to start the short show so we can get more people on. And, and That's a great idea. I love it. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. So. All right, Brian. This has uh, been great. Listeners, you can find out more uh, about Brian and also about the Queen City Podcast Network at the at the show notes. Uh, we'll have those pesky social media links there too if you're <laughs> if you're in that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, be on the lookout for the Under the Covers episode where we get in and out in uh, less than about fifteen minutes because uh, uh, that's just what we're going to do. And uh, so, Brian, thanks so much for being on the show, and great luck to you in two thousand twenty. Yeah,
2: uh, uh, thanks for having me, Landis. I appreciate
0: yeah. it. Well, that's it for today. Another fine author giving voice to his written words. In next week's episode, we're going to bring things to a conclusion for 2019. It'll be our end of the year episode and our looking forward episode for season five and what's coming with Charlotte Ridge's podcast. We're going to talk about uh, the 15 episodes we've got coming on the long form show with 19 authors. We're going to talk about the uh, new Under the Cover show that we're going to be launching in 2020, which will release on Fridays, uh, about 15 to 20-minute episodes, so we can get more authors on the show because there's just uh, too many great authors in the Charlotte area and the region and not enough time. So I look forward to uh, spending some time one-on-one with you uh, next week, uh, December 31. 2019 to say thanks for a great year of podcasting and uh, hello to 2020
1: for periodic updates about the show and upcoming authors please sign up for the podcast email list at charlottereaderspodcast.com we promise not to spam you because landis says that takes too much time and if you do sign up as a thank you landis will give you an ebook complete with illustrations his first in the christmas courtroom trilogy Please don't forget our sponsors, Park
0: Road Books and Charlotte Mecklenburg Library. Links to our five sponsors and the resources are on the webpage
1: and in the show notes. You can listen to Charlotte Readers Podcast episodes for free at charlottereaderspodcast.com or at Charlotte Mecklenburg Library's Digital Branch website. And you can subscribe and listen for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to get your podcasts. You can find out more about us
0: and our sister shows at queencitypodcastnetwork.com.
1: Charlotte Reader's Podcast is available on social media on Facebook at Charlotte Reader's Podcast, on Twitter at Charlotte Reader, on Instagram and on LinkedIn at Landis Wade. Until next week, I'm Landis Wade
0: for Charlotte Reader's Podcast.